Hi, Sam here. I just wanted to take a quick second before we start this episode to announce that we're participating in hashtag all the horror 2020. All the horror is an indie podcast collaboration where a bunch of us get together to talk about horror in the month of October, as well as raise some money for charity. This year, all the horror is supporting scares that care. Scares That Care was founded by Joe Ripple in 2007. He started the organization as a tribute to a friend's daughter who succumbed to terminal illness. The charity originally started with the goal of raising $10,000 per year for organizations such as Make-A-Wish and the Kennedy Krieger Institute. All the horror is supporting Scares That Care by donating the proceeds from all merchandise sales to the organization. Merchandise can be found at www.tpublic.com slash user slash all the horror. Thank you. Now enjoy as we delve into Midnight Sun. Welcome back to Real Horror Show. Don't with the fucking keyboard at the beginning. Uh, I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm joined, as always, by the Stormy Skies with her new mechanical keyboard. Hello, That's right. Everybody. Same horror show, but twice the mechanical keyboard now. Excellent. When, whatever five <laughs> listeners we had just left us forever. Just how we have, we're back to yeah. zero. Which um, sucks. So, we're getting started on our new series today, which is going to be different from the usual. We are mm-hmm. reading Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. That's right, everybody. We're, we're doing a book this time instead of a, a movie. A big old book, which could, I'm going to argue, could be shorter. You know what? Yeah, because this is like, like a little mm-hmm. over six hundred pages, uh, right? Heck, like jeez, like a lot of pages. It is six hundred and fifty-eight pages. And wow, for those of you who aren't <laughs> uh, twihards, uh, back in two thousand ten, that's what we went by. This is the novel Stephanie always promised us that was written from Edward's perspective. We finally have it, finally in our hands, finally able to consume this content. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. Even in Edward's own perspective, very creepy. He's uh, arguably creepier in his own yes. head. Yeah, he... He is, and you know what? I it's been a long time since I read Twilight, but I just kind of go off what happens in the movie, and like he's just like a weird dude. His personality is a bit strange, but like it's amplified in his head um, because you know he's a mind reader, and a lot of it's just like him thinking about yeah thoughts. Which I'm glad you bring that up because. 
It's mildly infuriating to the point that I want to slam this book down, but I can't because we're reading it for the podcast. So it's like homework. So Ed- Edward yeah. can read minds. <laughs> yep. uh, for those who don't know, vampires sometimes have magical abilities. Edward's is that he can read people's minds. Alice's is that she claims she can see the future. But I think that's a load of bullshit. Ooh, that's very bold of you to say she claims to see the future, Sam. Okay. Do you think she no, really can't? No, because the way they describe it in the book is, well, I can see the future, but the future's always changing, so I can, like, make predictions, but it's yeah. never set in stone. I'm like, you can't fucking see the future! <laughs> I know, right? She's like, everyone always, I mean, if you make a different choice, it'll just change the future. So I only see what the first choice. Like, like if you really the, see yeah, the future, so. you only see the end result. The other choices shouldn't affect the ultimate end result. She's not fucking Doctor Strange looking exactly. into multiple timelines and universes. <laughs> I'm doing my makeup, listener. So uh, if you hear clicking and clattering, that's me. <laughs> it's like me typing and like it, it's me typing a story about yeah. Sam doing her makeup so it's just like sorry we, we had to do this um, now that's <laughs> whatever but anyway about Edward's mind reading yeah. in this book it's infuriating me yes. because he will be reading people's minds but since they can't read his mind he's still responding to their thoughts out loud and I'm and he he does this <laughs> in school so with Emmett all the time like when they're in fucking class or in the hallway so why doesn't everybody just think Edward is fucking insane? <laughs> like, just open your fucking mouth and have the conversation, Emmett! <laughs> I know, I don't know why they don't want to do that, because, like, other humans have conversations back and forth, too, but they're like, well, we, we think so fast that it's, like, faster it's to think our thoughts Edward... and then speak very quick, because like, super has to speak, because he, no one else can read minds. <laughs> And even in their own house, they do this. Yeah, and you know what? That Those instances really leave, like, a bad taste in my mouth whenever, like, we go through, like, the the thought, which it, the thought is in italics, so mm-hmm. you know it's a thought. And then, like, he, it'll be like, Edward says, like, yes, I agree. Like, what the fuck, Edward? Just, like... Like, just imagine you're walking behind <laughs> someone in the high school hallway, and just out of nowhere, he says, yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and like nobody likes Edward like anyway because he makes that pretty clear where people just like are freaked out by like he's very handsome but like they're freaked out more so I feel like that kind of like trumps how he looks because they like nobody likes Edward because he's like a weird weird dude and he's like everyone thinks I'm weird it's because you just talk to nobody <laughs> Edward Oh my god! So that's yeah. like, I'm like I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great point because like, I really um feel a certain type of way, and I I like wouldn't have yeah, brought it up like myself. The if you most hadn't done it. of Thank my you. notes in the margin whenever that happens is just Edward fucking just talk to them, having normal just, com- <laughs> just yeah just talk. <laughs> oh my god! And you know what? It's funny because I was reading last night. I know you just were just reading today, but I read that right before bed and I read all chapter seven. So I'm like ready for chapter eight now. He just like wrote Bella's lullaby and Esme's like behind him thinking 
like stuff about the thing she's not like you're in the house everybody's in the room you can talk to it's not like a secret so she's like oh that's very charming but like she just thought it and she didn't say it and he and he'll say like thank you <laughs> like, what the fuck? like edward is like the only dude in the house that like says anything oh man they just take yeah like they need to speak because edward's the only one that can fucking read minds so they need to talk to each other yeah, they just, like, wait. There's, like, too much. They take advantage of that point. I, Stephanie Meyer takes advantage of that point, like, way too much. And I wish they could, like, just converse and then, like, use Edward's special power just, like, sparingly. Because, like, now it's not special anymore and it's just, like, annoying. He's, like, it's so annoying. Like, all I do is hear people's thoughts. But, like, all you do is act on those thoughts by, like, responding to them. So, like, I don't know what to, I don't know. So that's a great point to start off with. <laughs> so when you posted on your personal Instagram mm-hmm. that you're reading this, one of your friends commented that she's having a hard time getting through this because Edward is like an incel. Yeah, she said it was like in- incel-y like vibes. And did you catch any of that? I think I did just because he thinks he's better than everybody else and just the way... So we've read through chapter seven and he's starting to become attracted to Bella at this point, or he's realized he's in love with Bella at this point. But for like the first four or five chapters, he didn't even refer to her by her name. Yes. He just kept saying the girl, Girl. the girl. (laughs) (laughs) That was another note I made. Edward, she has a fucking name. It's a fucking name, Edward. (laughs) It's Bella. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm going off what you said about like uh, the incelly vibes. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know what an incel is, by the way, um, you know, they are like a microculture of misogynistic males who uh, dub themselves involuntarily celibate because they hate women because women won't se- have sex with them. But in actuality, women won't have sex with them because they're misogynistic. And so it's this very mm-hmm. bizarre ideology that has absolutely no logic <laughs> behind it. So anyway, just think about that and just kind of like, uh, you know, cram it down into a little Edward thought. And um, there's this chapter where he goes to like visit like another vampire cousin who lives in like yeah, a, a um, snowy place. He visited Tanya, yeah. which yeah, yeah. everybody who's read Twilight should know that Tanya. he and Tanya had like a thing. Yeah. Like not romantic, just probably fuck buddies. <laughs> But if they didn't find anyone else, they probably would have gotten married. One of those deals. Hey, if you're single in 40 years, let's yeah, get married. Exactly. <laughs> um, which, that's another thing that I really wish Stephanie had delved into deeper. Because Edward has this whole life before Bella comes in. But the book starts right when Edward sees Bella for the first time. So I kind of wish the first three chapters maybe we were getting to know Edward as a person separate from Bella Swan. Mm -hmm. That's a great point because I feel like his character exists merely to accompany her and to like think Mm -hmm. about her. And it's almost like that thing um, where uh, when you watch a movie and you try to test it out and see if someone talk, if they just talk about like a male person in a scene what is that the called? The Bechdel test? Yeah. Bechdel? I feel like it's like that, but like backwards. So like all all he yeah. does is talk about like Bella, Bella, Bella. And it's like, well, dude, you're like 
150 years old or some shit and he can play the piano and all and he like writes music so like maybe like more about you know his elderly thought i don't know you know what i mean so it's just yeah, and very narrow yeah and this has been a common criticism of stephanie myers in the twilight series is that the other characters carlisle esme rosalie his siblings all have these incredible backstories yeah. from when they became vampires and how they became vampires I kind of wish we got more of that with Edward because his is still the most vague background. Yeah. So I, far we know did was he the first one Carlisle turned into a vampire? Uh yeah, he's the oldest after Esme. Yeah, so I would have really liked more getting to know Edward as Carlisle's son and first son at that um and just like his relationship with Tanya and Mm-hmm. Who he was before Bella Swan came clumsily tripping into his life. Uh, yeah, it would have been really cool because Edward um, has this very interesting backstory where I think it's, I think it might be like the most dark is because he, uh, he didn't want to like be a vampire. Uh, he wanted to die. And, you know, I guess that just kind of happened, but he rebelled against Carlisle and he went out and became like a murderer of murderers. You know what I mean? And he like killed evil men, rapists and murderers, things like that. And so I don't know how long he was doing that for, but I would really like to, I mean, like that he was like an evil vampire and he still killed people, but it was bad people. You know, he had, you know, a conscience about it a bit, but maybe a little bit more about that. Uh, I feel like that's really brushed away. And I feel like if we had that exposition, we could really dive a little bit deeper into his, you know, characters and his values and his inner workings and stuff. But right now his only value is like Bella. Yeah. He loves Bella. So even in his own story, that's his only real characteristic is he's hot and he loves Bella. I know. And I keep forgetting that what he looks like. So like whenever I'm reading this story, I just picture like Robert Pattinson from Twilight, just like thinking these things. And it's like in my head, that's what's happening. I'm like, yeah, he's pretty attractive, but I'm supposed to remember that like Edward is like the most attractive man anyone in Forks High School has ever seen. Um, <laughs> so like that there, there's that point, but I keep forgetting it because he's so weird. And he doesn't have, like, a good personality to match how he looks, if that makes sense. Um, And really quickly, uh, before we move on, I want to go back to the point about him with Tanya and, like, the whole incel-y thing. Where I picked up on it the most was during that chapter when he goes to visit her and they're, like, playing in the snow or, like, making snow angels or whatever they're doing. Um, He... He, he mentions they do have this relationship and then um, she's there because she thinks that he's there to like hook up and he doesn't want to. And um, I'm trying to like remember and let me know if you can remember a little bit better, like his thoughts about like how she's upset because he won't hook up with her. And he's like, well, of course she, she wants to hook up with me because I'm like the best. Or something like that. It's 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 not like stated like that, but it's like along those lines. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, okay, Edward, I guess you're like obsessed with yourself, <laughs> you know? Weird, but I can't. Uh, I'm at the chapter. I'm trying to skim through it a bit. Uh, skim through it a bit. And and of course, the whole chapter is him just like reading her mind. So she doesn't really have to say a whole lot. And then she like yeah. switches from talking to thinking. It's just like do one or the other. Like seriously. 
Uh, when you showed up here, Tanya said slowly, I thought that... I had known what she thought, and I should have guessed that she would feel that way, but I'd not been at my best for any analytical thinking at that moment. You thought I would... You thought I'd change my mind. Yes, she scowled. I feel horrible for toying with your expectations, Tanya. I didn't mean to. I wasn't thinking. I just left... It's just that I left in quite a hurry. I don't suppose you'd tell me why. I sat up and folded my arms across my chest, my shoulders rigid. I'd prefer not to talk about it. Please forgive my reserve. She was quiet again, still speculating. I ignored her, trying in vain to appreciate the stars. She gave up after a silent moment, but her thoughts pursued a new direction. Where will you go, Edward, if you leave? Back to Carlisle. I don't think so, I whispered. Where would I go? I could not think of one place on the entire planet that held my that held any interest for me there was nothing i wanted to see or do because no matter where i went i would not be going to anywhere i would be only running from <laughs> yeah and like it, it's just he's really like moody and kind of annoying and he's like i tried to ignore her and it's like of course that you thought i would come here to hook up with you because of course you want to have sex with me because i'm edward you know? Yeah. Weird. Is is Edward Cullen a virgin? Do you think we'll find that out in this book? Uh, I mean, like, if he was with Tanya, like, no, I don't think he is. I think he's doinked. Do you... He's at least gotten a hand job from Tanya. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think that he's a virgin at all. I think that he... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he was a virgin yeah. when he was a human, because he died when he was, like, yeah. apparently, like, right before he turned 18. Yeah, he died in, like, 1918 of the Spanish flu. Yeah. In peace. Uh, which he probably wouldn't have if he wore his mask. I know, right? Because they were just... <laughs> everybody had one. <laughs> um... Yeah, one thing I really hope this book addresses, we're only 160 pages in... <laughs> I yeah. really hope it addresses vampire anatomy and how Edward is able to achieve erection. Because that's <laughs> bothered me since Breaking Dawn. Wow, that's like a very interesting point because we don't... Um, what she does like emphasize uh, that I really didn't think about is Edward um, not breathing whenever he's near Bella. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense because she smells so good that he wants to like kill her. Um, so like there's that one aspect, but yeah, I would really like to uh, like see in his own words, what he, like how he would describe like being intimate with Bella, like certain things he's feeling to make yeah. him like stop so he doesn't like feel a certain way things like that so we'll, we'll see if that's there yeah. uh, probably the assumption since he does have some misogynistic tendencies probably mm -hmm. the assumption that she still has her hymen i mean i don't know what we still don't really know that much about bella swan I, she's getting a little bit more of a personality through the lens of edward yeah she and is. um one thing that was really interesting to me it was early in the book when he first saw Bella and he was describing her to us. That's like the first time we've ever gotten an actual description of Bella in these books. Yeah. And I'm pretty yeah. sure this was written post-movie casting because if I can find it, they basically just describe Kirsten Stewart. 
yeah, they really did. Like, you know, her thick curtain of dark brown hair and her mm-hmm. chocolate brown eyes that were very deep and her pretty translucent skin. And yeah, and what really things. got me was how they described the shape of her face. It was like, it really tapered off and narrowed at the chin. And I'm like, that's that's Kirsten Stewart. Like, like Kristen? Yeah, like Kirsten Stewart with her, like, she's like a thin doll line, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I see you, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. I see you. Um, um, I, ha- I have a question for you. As as you were going through and reading, did you ever have the, uh, I don't know if you have the book Twilight still, but um, I don't, I don't know. If, have you ever wanted to like get up and go get the book Twilight and see if they have the exact same conversation? You know, I really do. And <laughs> since David and I are already heading that way after we record to meet an old friend at the park, I might swing <laughs> by Goodwill to see. There's always a copy of Twilight at Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Always. So I may just, a couple. <laughs> I may just grab that. And yeah. because there have been moments where I'm really curious how they actually match up together between the two books. Like I thought it did the car crash scene seem really quick in this book to you? Like it came really early? Yeah. Like it, it happened yeah, it in like chapter three or four. <laughs> And I remember, it did, it, yeah. I remember it happening more towards the middle in the yeah. first Twilight book. Like, I, I thought they had more interaction and then the car accident, but it seems like they only had like one conversation and the car accident just kind of happened. So it made it a little bit more awkward. Yeah. You know what, Sam? If you see a copy of Twilight, like, I don't, like, I would say, like, go for it. Yeah. Because I'll, I really want to see it. I'll grab it and, uh, just grab it, man. Like, which, speaking of Goodwill, if any of you miss thrifting, I know Goodwill can be kind of sketchy since they are basically a 100% profit company. Um, yeah. But at least our local Goodwill has been really good about COVID regulations, so oh, nice. That's good. they have a little hand sanitizer right up at the front and free masks if you don't have one. So Rosalie's a bitch, and Edward yeah. makes it clear he thinks she's a bitch. I know, right? Um, and uh, I was, like, really shocked at, like, the stupid reason why she, like, was mad at him. Oh, because, because he's like, not attracted jelly. to her? Yeah, and I was like, wow, okay, I thought it was something else that was going to be, like, way more shocking, but it's, like, actually kind of dumb, and it makes me, like... Because, like, we, we really understand Rosalie a lot better as we watch the movies, and I can kind of understand her, but like it makes her more, it makes her so shallow of a person with like her being like jelly that like Edward's not like wanting to fuck her. Although they're like kind of sister and brother in a way. <laughs> but the fuck? So she's just always mad all the time. Like she was never happy <laughs> in the whole book yet. No, and she's never going to be happy until we until get um. wants to fuck her. <laughs> Until we get the uh, fourth book from Edward's point of view, which is just going to be a rehash of Breaking Dawn. And she's happy because there's a vampire baby she can cuddle. Yes, that, that's pretty much it. Um, also, I see that, like, uh, just like a side note about Rosalie, Emmett, I didn't know he had curly hair because I just, all I know is that Emmett has really short hair in the in the Twilight movies. I didn't realize he was supposed to have curly hair, so like, that really gives him a whole new look. <laughs> Jasper still has trouble with uh, controlling himself. 
which I find that's literally all we know about. If we, if you didn't read Twilight and you only read this book, all you know is that Jasper exists and his only personality trait is to have is having like no control. <laughs> so I'm just like, what the fuck? Just like anything else other than that, dude. And Jasper's like the best character in the Twilight saga. Yeah, he has the coolest fucking backstory, and in my opinion, he's the hottest character in the movies. Like, right. Oh, I agree. I think he's super hot too, dude. So I just, I want to, I want to Jasper and Novella, because if you didn't read, I don't think we got his backstory in the original saga until Breaking Dawn. He was mm-hmm. basically, um, I'll, I'll use the term. He was basically gang raped by three female vampires. So he's all scarred up because each one of them, like, took a bite out of him, so he has scars all over his body. And then they used him to create a vampire army during the Civil War. And it's like, that's so awesome! It's so cool. All of this can literally just be, like, really badass, like, side novels. But no, she had to write a novella about, like, some, like, Brie Tanner? The short second life of Brie Tanner. Yeah, that I, like, literally... I bought that and I was like, wow, I love Twilight. And then I read half of it and I stopped because I was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. And she's just going to die. <laughs> so I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is the point? Yeah, so far with Midnight Sun, I was hoping Edward would be significantly less creepy from his own perspective. But no, it's so much worse when you read his thoughts and... And read his thought process when he's climbing into Bella's window for the first time. You know what? His thought. I wish his thoughts were like more eloquent. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's supposed to be like all old and wise, but he thinks like a fucking like teenager, kid. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, I do think the narratively, it's better written so far than Twilight. Yeah. It I does feel it does feel like a different voice. It does feel like a slightly older voice than Bella. And I yeah. don't <laughs> I know and <laughs> when we're shit talking JK Rowling, we praise Stephanie Meyer, but that's mostly because Stephanie Meyer's pretty fucking quiet on Twitter about trans rights and LGBTQ yes. matters. Um and other things, yeah. <laughs> and I haven't read the host. I've only read Twilight. And I've heard the host. I've never read the host either. I have heard from multiple people who don't even like Twilight that the host is really good. Okay. But I don't. Alien thing. Yeah. But I don't think Stephanie Myers has it in her to actually write a novel in like an 18th century voice, which is what I would want from the Edward perspective. That's that's what I want. Yeah. And uh, just like. And I agree. I don't think that she can because I feel like whenever you're starting to write and you already have like created this world in high school, Mm -hmm. it'd be really easy to fall into the trap of like making everyone like high school aged because he's pretending to be high school aged and like, but I, but I want his thoughts to differ from how he interacts with like other students, you know? Um, yeah, because he speaks eloquently sometimes with people to kind of, like, charm them. Yeah, the excerpt I just read when he's speaking to Tanya, I was like, oh my god, Edward, you're such a pretentious fuckface. Yeah, if he just thought like that, but, like, more with more flair. <laughs> that's what I want. That's what he should be thinking about, because that's, 
you know, I mean, unless he was hip to the times and kind of like really went all slang, but which it, he doesn't if seem that's the case. It, yeah, it doesn't match. It, no he balance. doesn't seem like he's hip with the times because he hates mm. high school so much. And I understand why they hate high school so much. It's, yeah, because it's high school. I mean, couldn't they have just been doing college? I mean, doing college over and over again is like probably more tolerable because you have like more choices. But <laughs> high school, you have, like no choices. <laughs> I would love to just do high college over and over again. College is the best four years of your life. Yeah, dude, I agree. I think it's so cool. And then like they can just like do a different major every single time and like yeah. learn everything. Yeah. But like now, I feel like their education is extremely limited. Although they've been to high, different high schools, mm-hmm. like high school only gets you so far, even with like the advanced classes. So yeah, um, like shit. But yeah, I can also understand why maybe she wouldn't write it in an 18th century voice, because yeah. it would be such a far departure from the other novels. Yeah, and she was writing this at the same time as the other novels originally. So, like I said, I don't know how far she actually got before she canceled the project back in 2009, 2010. Yeah. But if she had only been like two or three chapters in, she should have realized that the people reading this book are mine and Stormy's age. Yeah. Almost 30 and would have been really intrigued by that choice. Right, right, exactly. Um and that, that really makes you think, too, like, did she, like, stop altogether that year? Did she keep writing? Did, mm-hmm. did she start back up writing, like, last year and finish it? I really wonder what her process was when she picked it back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's talk about how much Edward just fucking hates Mike Newton. Yeah, like, well, Mike Newton's, like, a weird dude. Um, already, and, like, he is obsessed with, like, Bella mm-hmm. a little bit too much, um, and he is a little, like, whiny bitch in his, in Edward's point of view, but yeah. Edward's just like, I will annihilate him. <laughs> like, with Bella's point of view, Mike just seemed like just a fucking teenage boy, dude. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but, like, just Edward fucking despises him to the point where I'm like, man, leave the kid alone. He's just a horny teenage boy. That's natural. Yeah. He's, exactly. He's like, not asking you to read his mind, Edward. Yeah, Edward, you don't have to like keep doing that. And then he's like, oh, he's like, Mike just like implants his thoughts into my brain and makes me mad. So it's his fault when I kill him. It's his fault because his thoughts were ugly. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I tabbied it or just made a note, but let me flip yeah. through. <laughs> okay. Um... Oh, there was this um, excerpt, not the one I was thinking of, but from page 88, I made a note uh, when Mm -hmm. uh, Alice first implied that Edward was going to fall in love with Bella. uh, Did I love her? I did not think so. Not yet. Alice's glimpses of that future had stayed with me, though, and I could see how easy it would be to fall into loving Bella. It would be exactly like falling, effortless. Not letting myself love her was the opposite of falling. It was pulling myself up a cliff face, hand over hand, the task ruling as if I had no more than a mo- no more than mortal strength. He's like had one and a half conversations with Bella at this point. <laughs> Yet he's thinking it could be easy to fall in love with her. Yeah, I noticed that too, and I thought it was a li- like the uh, a little inconsistent. 
A little, yeah, the continuity, I don't know if it, that's the right word, but it's it very inconsistent. It's, this timeline here, it's going, like, too fast. Yeah. Uh, way too fast for Which, maybe interest. the beginning parts are going to go fast, so the next 500 pages will be more vampire backstories. I sure hope so. I've, like, the more I read this, the more <laughs> the more I'm not sure if, like it's just Twilight, or if she's going to cram all the books into this book. <laughs> because, like, sometimes, like, big events will, like, just come one right after another, and there's, like, no in-between. So I'm like, oh, like, we're going slow, but we're also going real, really fast, too. Like, he just wrote her lullaby. um, And he loves her. And I, I don't know. That's, that's all that's happened. <laughs> Oh, and in the chapter six, chapter seven, we got the yeah. first mention of the uh, Qualette tribe, I believe. The Quaaludes. Quaaludes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, so can't wait to get some Jacob in here. I know oh, everybody yeah. loves Jacob just so much. But maybe we'll get more backstory on the Collins' perspective of the treaty and why the treaty happened. Yeah, more about that and, like, you know, their, uh, the connection between these two, you know, clans, I guess you can call it, because the Cullens refer to themselves as a clan. Yeah, but, the um, Cullen clan and the tribe. Um, the tribe, yeah. Which, again, I'll actually post a real invitation on our Twitter feed, but I would love to have any Native Americans out there who listen or do podcasts I would love to have you on so we could have like a real conversation about the Native American representation in this book instead of it just being two white girls who are like, yeah, I mean, at least she had representation, unlike J.K. Rowling. Yeah. yeah, just like go ahead and slide into our DMs or like tweet at us or whatever. If you're active on Twitter, for sure, we'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, but can't wait to see Jacob from Edward's perspective. I'm sure. Yeah, if, if you think he hates Mike, you got another thing in common with Jacob. Okay, so I found the excerpt I was talking about when um, Edward's complaining about the fantasies uh, Mike Newton is having. Uh, not Mike Newton's eyes because I couldn't stand any more of his offensive fantasies. Like, what the hell is vanilla Mike Newton fantasizing that Edward is offended by? I know, right? Like, as if he hasn't heard it all before. Like, oh no, Mike Newton's imagining doing the missionary position with Bella? (laughs) Okay. And yeah, like, what offends Edward? Like, seriously, Edward? Like, and he's like, I've heard it all before. People think of, like, disgusting things. So it's like, he should really be unfazed and be like kind of blasé about that type of a thought. Like, oh yeah, Mike Newton is just thinking human thoughts. Yeah, I'm like, used to it. Like he's like freaks the fuck out about it though. Mike fantasizing about plowing Bella can't be any more offensive than Edward literally wanting to kill her at some points. Yeah, yeah, he's really like the monster, like is is rearing its claws. I thought that the monster went away, but it's just waiting. <laughs> the monster. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he keeps referring to his like primal thirst for blood as like the monster as if he has like two personalities like a good edward and a bad edward (laughs) it just kind of cracks me up when he says that 
Um, you know what? Books it kind of feels silly to refer to it as a monster. I mean, he's like older now. He should just maybe refer to it as something different. Yeah. Than a monster. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Edward's not helping <laughs> his own case. Well, I, thinking about the mon, the, like referring to it as a monster, I guess I can understand that if we if we go ahead and connect it back to the the idea of uh, there being incel type vibes within his mm-hmm. uh, his um dialogue because uh he, like kind of hates himself because of his monster side or like you know how he wants to kill Bella and he's like nobody should ever love him because he's a vampire and he's not a human and he hates himself for it. So everybody should hate him. So there, there's like that kind of like strange, like thought process going on that kind of reaches no logical conclusions. <laughs> We've got that going on a little bit here too, because every time he's like, I love Bella, but also the worst thing for her is me. I will kill her soon, but I love her too much to leave her side. But if I stay next to her, I will surely kill her in a minute. It's just very bizarre with this weird back and forth. Yeah, so. it's not helping us uh, believe their relationship is healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, like, when he keeps talking about this, I was like, Edward, like, you love her, but, like, what is love to you, Edward? Is yeah. it simply wanting to, like, know what she's thinking? Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah. I did like the part where he was thinking about love and his, how it's going with Bella right now, trying to get her to go to Seattle with him, to like him. He did go over um, how with Rosalie and Emmett, it was love at first sight. And then mm-hmm. Alice knew she was waiting for Jasper. And then he fell in love with her at first sight, which yeah. I also just want a Carlisle and Esme love story because they're the OTP mom and dad of this book. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Have the They have the purest love out of all of the characters. Um, but even yeah, do. in the last chapter we read, uh, the last chapter we read on page 147 when he's, fi- when he's already, we're not even halfway through this book, he's already written Bella's lullaby. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, I made a tabby on this because even Bella's lullaby's origin is super creepy from Edward's perspective. Um, there was a story to this melody, and I once saw that. The pieces fell into place effortlessly. The story was a sleeping girl in a narrow bed, dark hair, thick and wild, and twisted like seaweed across like a seaweed. pillow. Yeah. Oh, I hate that comparison. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I could see how the song must end because she was a sl- because the sleeping girl was perfect just the way she was and any change at all would be wrong a sadness. He needs to stop watching Bella while she sleeps. We can all agree on that, right? Yeah, because like it really it's not fair <laughs> to Bella because like nobody wants to be watched while we're asleep. Yeah. Even by our partner, because it's, like, a moment that we're, like, very vulnerable. Yeah. And I feel like even in movies where, like, the man is awake and waiting for the girl to wake up, and she wakes up, and he's like, you're so beautiful and peaceful when you sleep. It's not like he was watching her the entire night. Yeah. Like, Edward. you know, like, and listening to her talk in her sleep and all that weirdness, but, like, ah. Uh. And then, like, describing her hair everywhere, like, seaweed. Like, what the fuck? Is she, like, a yeah. drowned corpse? Yeah. 
you know, like, it's just, it's kind of too, it, it was not the right comparison to make if you're writing a beautiful, because if you've heard Bella's Lullaby, it's actually very beautiful, yeah. and I like it a lot. Uh, I don't think about seaweed hair when I listen to that song. Uh, so, you know, maybe if you think Bella's beautiful, maybe compare her hair to something beautiful. I don't think seaweed is beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was a little bit too, like, cringeworthy, I think. <laughs> That's too weird, dude. Yeah. I guess it's harder to describe what brown hair looks out brown hair looks like strewn across a pillow than it is blonde hair because blonde hair you can be like oh it was like a star exploding from her head uh, <laughs> it was like the sun setting and the sunbeams all over yeah. her bed yeah but no fucking seaweed not seaweed like green nobody yeah, fucking like seaweed you go swimming in the ocean and you touch <laughs> seaweed and it's like ugh. Yeah, it's like, ugh, and you go fishing and you catch a bunch of seaweed and you're like, this is the garbage of the ocean, and you throw it back. Yeah, uh, any hopes for the future chapters? Um, yeah, so just, uh, just, uh, to let the readers know, uh, Sam and I read chapters one through seven, which means we read all the way up to chapter eight, and so now we're ready to begin reading chapter eight. Yeah. And already we just know that Edward is like just like a weird man yes and he loves bella because he can't not love her and it has to do with him not knowing what she's thinking and she's this puzzle that he needs to solve but also he loves her too because of love and he just wrote her lullaby and then i forget what happens next but um i guess we're gonna start hanging out and do her birthday soon so we'll see um for the future chapters, um, I am really looking forward to him touching on his relationship with his family. Yes. The only time he's really conversed with any people a lot would be whenever he's talking to Alice with his thoughts. And then when he spoke with uh, Emmett, when they were like bear hunting and they had like, he kind of had a heart to heart, which was a little awkward because Emmett also speaks like a child too. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of want to see more of a, you know, if they're such a tight family, like brother and sister, I want to kind of see that with words. Mm -hmm. And then um, I do want to see, like you said, uh, a discussion about uh, the connection with the wolves and the vampires, because he does mention the Quaaludes, but he doesn't mention their wolves. He does mention the treaty, and he mentions the tribe, but he doesn't mention any werewolves yet. Yeah. So um, that's that's pretty interesting. So we shall see. And I'm looking forward to uh, more of Bella's personality coming out, because she's just, like, fucking over him all the time. So I'm actually really liking this Bella. Yeah. Uh, and she really, like, doesn't let any of his bullshit fool her. So those are my... I know that's a lot, but we have, like... What, the next chapters I think we're reading are like chapters eight through. Fuck. Eight through here. like. We read seven chapters last time, so I think eight through fifteen. Good. Eight through fifteen is next. Okay. Good God, that's a big chunk. Um, it is a big chunk, but uh, we have we have a week or so to get that through. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, what happens there? What What about you, Sam? What do you? Um, what do you? Uh, I can't. Get? I can't remember anything about their Seattle trip. 
but <laughs> Me too, I, we've, right? got, we've got that coming up soon. Um, mm-hmm. With how big this upcoming chunk is, we're going to meet, we have to meet Jacob at some point in this upcoming chunk. Yeah, so hopefully soon. That's going to be fun. Um, because I'm sorry if you're team Jacob, but just Edwards, I'm team Bella because she could do so much better than both of these guys. I know. Right. If only Carlisle were young, like he's my choice. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. Uh, He's He's not fucking creepy. He, he had, they, they mentioned several times that he has more control than, like, everybody in the whole family combined because he's around blood constantly. So, like, he's always a safe bet. And if you've seen the movie, he is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Wow. His blonde hair. Yeah. Very vampiric. I can't wait until we get a retelling of Twilight through Jacob's perspective. Oh. <laughs> How do you think that will read? Um, if we think, if we think Edward's well, we already have an like idea. We have an idea of how it would read through Jacob's perspective because half of Breaking Dawn was in Jacob's perspective. Oh yeah, that is true. And I think everybody just skipped that section because it was reading through the perspective of a sixteen-year-old boy. I know, and like if you think that reading through Edward's stupid boy thoughts are bad, probably Jacob's thoughts are like worse. Or would it, um, would it be, um, shit, New Moon. New Moon would probably be through Jacob's perspective. Yeah, because it's all about the relationship that builds between Bella and Jacob after Edward, like, leaves and yeah. breaks up with Bella because he thinks she'll not try to kill herself. And then <laughs> Eclipse can be retold through Victoria's perspective. I don't know. Yeah. But the, That'd be fucking cool. But back to Midnight Sun. I yeah. think this is kind of making me wish, instead of getting two separate novels from Bella and Edward's perspective, it just Twilight should have been an alternating perspective novel. Maybe. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Like, different chapters had different perspectives, and that would have actually yeah. worked out very, very well. Yeah, because you will you would see Bella starting to be suspicious of Edward, and Edward over here plotting to kill Bella. It, I don't know, I think. <laughs> and then we wouldn't be going through this 15 years later trying to remember the timeline of Twilight and the conversations to make sure it's continuity friendly. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I like hate myself for trying to like check it, but like I really want to because I don't remember them talking about any of this. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely don't remember the Comic-Con conversation Edward listens into. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. That was weird. I was like, what? Um, so, you know, but then there, of course, there's also times where I'm sure Bella has conversations in this universe where the, the reader doesn't know about because they just weren't mentioned in the novel. But, but still, you know, that was an awkward conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, I think uh, what, what we can do before we wrap up is I'm going to go ahead and, um, Let's talk really quickly about some of the realistic aspects of why this is so horrifying. <laughs> Do we have any <laughs> real horror show little traits that we can pull out of these seven chapters here? Um, I guess being the new kid in school oh, is pretty yes. horrifying. Because it maybe not to the extent that Bella experiences it, but everybody just tries to fucking talk to you when you're the new kid in school. I don't yeah. know if you were ever the new kid, but I was. 
And yeah, I was too. I don't know. It's like everybody talks to you and susses out whether or not they're going to absorb you into their friend group. And it's weird. Yeah, it is. And you know what? It, um, it's like, uh, sorry, my screensaver just turned on. So it like made my thought go away. But anyway, um, yeah, being the new kid in school, that's just very overwhelming when everyone is trying to talk to you and be like, wow, like something's happening. There's like a new kid in school. Oh my God. Amazing. Like, who are you? What are you like? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like this constant barrage of these, all these people Mm -hmm. and it can kind of become overwhelming. So it can make people want to like retreat a little bit. Um, but yeah, that that's a good point. I would say another point to go off what Sam said was uh, would be like uh, instead of being the new kid, just being the forever high school student. <laughs> yeah, I, just because Edward describes high school as like fucking like hell or purgatory or some shit. Yeah, this did get me wondering how long their like uh, quote unquote life cycle is because it sounds yeah. like they start high school as sophomores. Yeah. So how long do they go into adulthood before restarting the cycle? That's an excellent question. And it's actually never fully answered, I think, in the novels or the movies. Yeah. Because I they could get through college, at least, and probably yeah. a few years into their careers. Oh, yeah. I don't see why not. Because people really, like, look the same for, you know, in their middle ages and stuff yeah. like that. You could arguably get to 40 and just say you have a really good skincare routine. Look at Jared Leto. Look at Keanu Reeves. Yeah, dude. Uh, They look the same. (laughs) Every year goes by and they're still the same. They unchanged. So that that's actually a good point. I don't know why they like make a big deal out of like, oh, my God, like, oh, one year after we graduate, we need to move because they'll notice we're not aging. (laughs) What the fuck? Like, chill. Yeah. Like, nobody nobody will care because they'll all be dead. And then new people will take their place, so you don't have to explain a thing. Yeah. Just go to college and then come back. Uh, another, like, real horror show thing would be actually, like, could you imagine going to high school and there being a group of vampires? Um, and you know that they're not humans because they're too perfect. And mm-hmm. then the one just talks to himself, but he's actually responding to the thoughts of others around him. <laughs> That is like an actual like horror show thing is uh, a <laughs> yeah some that weird guy in high school who would just like mumble to himself in the hallways. Oh, we all oh know God. I said that and everybody right now is thinking of that exact kid from high school because <laughs> you everyone's like yeah I know that guy or like that girl whoever it was but like in this case it'll be a guy uh, he just like fucking yeah mumbles to himself in class yeah. in the hallways did weird shit. Yeah. Nobody liked him because he was weird. Yeah, but you feel compelled to be a little extra nice to him for, yeah. you know, I'm going to Because you that. never know. <laughs> yeah. I should cut that out. That's really dark. <laughs> it is very dark. Oh, my God. But uh, <laughs> not trying to say anything about that yeah. thing. But um, uh, yeah, so just a creepy student that talks to himself. That's creepy. Yeah. Um, if he's actually a vampire, that'd be really a, very creepy if they existed. If, if yeah. there was a whole mythological universe under your nose in the little town that you live in where there's fucking yeah. werewolves and vampires. Yeah. And you didn't even, like, know. Are there ghosts 
in the Twilight universe. I hope that's addressed. There are ghosts, really? No, I, I was wondering if there are ghosts. Oh, I don't know, maybe. I, like, if I vampires exist, if werewolves, I mean, technically they're shapeshifters, they're not actually werewolves. Yeah. We read Breaking Dawn, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, But, like, what other, like, magical creatures also exist? Because it's weird that we would just stop at vampires and werewolves. Yeah, I know, like, it's just that, like, we have these two and they're, like, natural enemies, and then, like, yeah, we stopped there. Yeah, where are the leprechauns? Um, I, yeah, I know, we're the fairies. Uh, so... But that's, like, true blood, so I don't want to, like, venture too far into that universe. Um, but that universe is, like, everything. Like, everything. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, other than that, uh, I don't think I can think of any more horrifying things other than an incelly guy who's, like, obsessed with himself and thinks he's, like, the best and, and is like, oh, yeah, of course everyone wants to be with me because, A, I'm super hot, and B, I'm yeah. Edward Cullen. And then so he'll shit talk the Rosalie for thinking the same things about herself, and it's like, I know! Look he's in the like, mirror. Yeah, because, like, she's the most beautiful, and she knows it, and we know it, too, because she's, like, the most beautiful girl ever, but... Like, it just made her so vain and nasty, and I hate listening to her ugly thoughts. It makes her personality ugly. It's like, Edward, like, you're the same. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, so. But anyway, if you want to... That's it. Wrap up I'll the... go ahead and read the outro notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, I can't think of any other uh, realistic aspect, but after Sam and I read a couple more chapters, we'll bring, we'll bring this up. Uh, uh, episode series back with chapters 8 through 15. So readers, if you're not following along, but you have the book and you want to follow along, follow along! Yeah. Catch up! All right. Tweet us your thoughts right. as you have them, and we'll read them on the podcast. Alright, by the time this episode is out, you should be past chapter 8. <laughs> so anyway. Um, other than that, I'll go ahead and bring this episode to a conclusion. So, Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Uh, in this episode, we learned that... Edward is creepy. You should simply, if you can read minds, you should choose to instead not. talk and have, have a conversation so as to not put off the reader. Because <laughs> it's a little awkward. Anyway, other than that, you should also not, like, watch a girl sleep all night. Um, because that's just weird. Yes. Um, other than that, you know. Okay. Like what you hear? You can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter. At Horror Show Pod. No underscores. Rest in peace underscores. I'll miss you. Um, or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found. RealHorrorShow.com uh, We haven't written a review in quite some time. However, if you visit our website, you will see that there are plenty of movie reviews and essays waiting to be read by you. They are all doozies and they're excellent. However, do keep your eye on our website because a new one might pop up Right under your nose, you'll never know. 
Someone's mowing outside. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I was like, is there a motorcycle? All right, but anyway, um, we put, uh, wow. Uh, Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Well, comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, submissions are open for our yearly anthology called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. Especially now, it's the first day of autumn, so spooky season has begun. Uh, you can't talk shit about people who are decorating for Halloween now because, like, they're allowed now. At least on this day. Um, let's see. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Spam call. <laughs> but my, uh, do you like my cool Halloween theme song ringtone? <laughs> it's nifty. Sorry, I thought that was on silent. Anyway, we're almost done. So, anyway, sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. Uh, any other pertinent news, Sam? Not at the moment. Not at the moment, you guys. Enjoy fall. It has begun. If uh, you want to read along, please read along. We're reading Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. Our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. And this is Real Horror Show signing off. I love the creepy doll that always follows you.